0: We, the people of the United States, to form a more perfect union,
1: secure the blessings of liberty, establish the Constitution.
0: Hello, friends, and welcome to We, the People Show. This is your host, Tiger, and uh, welcome back, Bradley.
1: It's good to be back.
0: Now, this is originally going to be an episode this week. I believe I said, did I say it last episode that I will have an elected official on? Councilwoman Mackenzie Kelly, if you can remind me, Bradley.
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: Okay, if, in that case, most most likely, folks, that I did say it, in that case, well, here's an update. Uh, The councilwoman is busy, unfortunately. She did appear to agree, she did a Agreed to appear on this show originally, but uh, something came up in the city that I live in, and of course, being a councilwoman, a member of the city council, she has to work to address it. So, yeah, um, that's that kind of uh, you know, um, caused her to not appear on the show. So, this is a technically, I guess, quote unquote, emergency backup episode. But it's still relevant to the political, um, political atmosphere in this country today. But it's an out of the ordinary, though, because as y'all might know from the title, Red Eagle Politics, from Michigan to Fort Worth. Bradley, what is your uh, perspective on this title and uh, topic?
1: Well, um, I can say that I've known about Red Eagle Politics' existence for over a year now. Um, I think I first started watching him. Um, I believe, uh, like sometime in mid 2020. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, at first watching him, I kind of thought he was more of a mainstream conservative, but now after watching him more, I think he's more of a, uh, populist uh, conservative. And, uh, you know, and I, I still like, uh, I, I like how he predicts elections. I I think uh, he he's pretty spot on when it comes to that. Um, do I agree with all his views, especially his social views? Absolutely not. Uh, sometimes I think he goes a little bit too far, in my opinion, when it comes to that. Um, but I only really watch him from um, uh, election predictions.
0: Gotcha. And, well, uh, the reason why I titled this title From Michigan to Fort Worth, folks, it's because he was originally from Michigan, but he moved, as the description said, to Texas, here in Texas, to, I guess, flee. We all know, flee Governor Whitmer up there's strict COVID lockdowns. And uh, Fort Worth, because uh, on his Twitter bio, Red Eagle Politics, it says Tarrant County, Texas. And uh, Fort Worth is the largest city in that county, so he moved there, basically, in the Fort Worth area. And at first, Bradley, didn't you say you would thought, like, he he would move to somewhere like Waco because of Tradcon vibe from it? And, folks, yeah, he, he has yeah. that tri, a Tradcon vibe sometimes, right? Absolutely.
1: He's very socially
0: conservative. Mm. And, well, my, my point of view on this YouTuber, Red Eagle Politics, folks, is that I started, well... Let me give me a little bit of background. I didn't hear about him until Bradley. You told me about it. Before that, I watched this other YouTuber by the name of whose channel is by the name of Let's Talk Elections. I believe this guy <clears throat> also does um, uh, election predictions. It, c- it could be him or, or someone else. I I don't remember. But either way, Let's Talk Elections ish channel. I did watch that before but then then I realized first of all this guy is uh, it's not doing very good predictions because the way he predicted it is all based on polls and every election y'all gotta uh look at things beyond polls. Because polls are always not accurate and misleading <laughs> sometimes. Like there's Oh, no, absolutely. You're right, there's this poll about the Texas governor's election. It, it showed like Alan West beating Abbott in the primary, which we all know that's not going to happen unless something extraordinary happens. That will cause Abbott to lose. uh in the primary, that is. So yeah, folks, that's how I switch from watching Let's Talk Elections to regular politics because, like Bradley said, um, Red Eagle gives interesting predictions, of course, beyond polls, something that uh, we are looking for. And, uh, I started watching him, of course, I think mid twenty twenty two, and we, why well, is he relevant to We The People? Well, um, we're kind of inspired by him, and and we, we're trying to, like, do stuff based off him, of course, not copying him, but based off of him, right? Right. And so, yeah, we, as y'all saw in the, the what's it called, the channel, our channel, we did, predictions from time to time and we will do so Bradley. later this year for the midterms i have everything planned out and i'm excited me too and uh one thing uh, i guess you you and i would both find cringe was that ready go he i think he did a lot of videos on how oh trump will win trump will win 2020 uh, through through the lawsuits and all that but i'm like nope Chance of that happening is pretty slim. And yes, uh, I understand. Uh, y'all might point out, we did the same shit. Well, um, as I s- revealed later, I, I was faking it the whole time. Just uh, mocking the cult of personality. So, Bradley, you would argue that Red Eagle has this cult of personality, of Trumpism, in him, right?
1: Oh, certainly. Um, yeah, it's... um. I don't know like he uh he does have his uh, pretty odd uh, moments like uh like when he uh i mean he's probably joking about this, well actually I'm not sure, but when he says like uh oh Trump will definitely pick him to be his advisor and such uh or uh, or maybe it was something like oh Trump would want me as his political advisor like uh it's like dude uh <laughs> like what do you think the chances of that happening are <laughs> and uh yeah um he just seems to be really picky about certain conservative republican politicians and you know good for him for you know standing by his values and such but i feel like he's pretty unrealistic about what he asks for sometimes and uh i don't know like uh, for being for trying to portray himself as like this moral Christian man or wanting to bring Christian values to America. Um, He's sort of a hypocrite when it comes to that at times, like whenever he, uh, the way he belittles people and he just kind of gives off this um, sort of like asshole vibe sometimes (laughs) uh, to people he disagrees with.
0: Yeah, I could kind of see that with
1: uh, Twitter. Very arrogant. That's what I'm looking for.
0: Gotcha, and I, I did see that kind of vibe on based on his tweets that he makes, like arguments. Uh, sure, we have arguments with some random users, but I try to. You, know I'm the one with the Twitter account, Bradley. As you can go through the tweets that I post on certain things, debate with other people. And uh, I try to make it at least funny as comical as possible like while roasting them. While Red Eagle just gives the opposite, like you said. He seems like kind of a jerk, a jackass in his arguments. And <laughs> I got a feeling like sometimes he can't even argue at all. Like this Neocon guy debated him on Twitter, and then he did Red Eagle didn't seem to give a solid response after, I don't know two tweets two two or three tweets or so sometimes you would say right red eagle sucks at arguing at times i just ho- i just want to test this theory out to see uh, hoping to see if red eagle will ever hold a debate between him and i don't know a, a neocon or a democrat in in a in, in a way to see how he does how he how it plays out basically Sorry, what were you going to say, Brad?
1: I was going to say, and like, um, he didn't make this one tweet that did seem uh, kind of disturbing, was when he uh, uh, made a tweet celebrating uh, San, uh, Fra- Francisco Franco's birthday. And for those of you who are watching, you may not know who he is. He was the uh, dictator of Spain from 1939 to 1975 on his death that 75 was when he died um and um he did kill a lot of people and suppress people and you know i I get that he wasn't like you know compared to other dictators like hitler Mussolini. he you know he did change some stuff he did moderate a little bit but overall still a dictator and uh, i don't think he should be celebrating um, figures like that, or looking up to figures like that, telling his followers to look up to figures like that. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems to um, uh, kind of crossing the line there.
0: Indeed, and wow! I now that you brought it up, I didn't even know he made that tweet. It probably went under the radar for me because I don't honestly. Yeah, I, honestly, it's kind of my bad. I didn't really pay attention to his tweet most of the time since I got turned off by his rhetoric of sounding like a jackass. But yeah, I would agree. That's kind of disturbing. Why would you celebrate a dictator's birthday? No. Just no.
1: Yeah, that's not who we are as conservatives. Right. We celebrate people who are willing to preserve individual freedoms and um, personal rights of the American people. And uh, I think the whole foundation of conservatism is you preserve certain traditions, and those traditions do include preserving those individual freedoms. And Franco completely went against all that. I mean, it doesn't make up for, like, what he did um, and, you know, pre- preserving the Catholic Church in Spain, protecting it, and, you know, stopping communism and socialism in Spain doesn't make up for a lot of the individual freedoms he quashed um, and the people he suppressed in that country. Oh, yeah.
0: Now, Bradley, about Red Go overall. Um, I think I believe you have a relative. You you yes you do have a relative living in the Dallas Fort Worth area, McKinney, Texas, yeah, basically, and.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: You said before that you might find a job there. Now, um, if you if that hypothetically happens, um, what are the chances do you think of meeting Red Go politics or bumping into him? would be like chances would well be.
1: well since the metro area i believe the population is about six million or seven million people pretty low <laughs> um but you know if i ever go to a conservative convention or, or something it's possible i could bump into him my chances might be higher then uh and if i were to meet him um you know i probably would say hi to him uh i would probably you know thank him for his uh, election predictions and you know providing his own perspective and insight on you know how he um, predicts um primaries and general elections because i mean i think he's really good about that and honestly you know even though he predicted the 2020 election wrong i think his margins were much closer than a lot of the mainstream media outlets and um yeah um I probably would also make clear to him like I'm not on board with every uh, view he has um, but you know I think his view on uh, you know economic populism is very interesting and I think that platform should be adopted in certain state parties especially in the Rust Belt mm. and I do kind of agree with him that like you know it's pretty cringe for conservatives just to talk about socialism socialism all the time right. and um I think they should be more critical of big businesses, which they already kind of are since last year. And seeing like how they're all canceling conservatives in certain ways, I think it's good to see the GOP kind of changing in that way and showing more support for small businesses.
0: Yeah, and not to mention that um, besides businesses, uh, there's also this big tech over-regulation of censorship of conservatives, accounts and all. And uh, I do begin to see Republican candidates going to address that. But of course, I would support the measure, and I hope definitely you and uh, Red Eagle would too, to support, Um, I'm I wouldn't say like regulating kind of like big government. That's not what I'm for. What I'm for is uh to ensure that big tech not censor conservatives while also giving the opportunity for... Um, business innovation at the same time. So that's one of the issues that I think the GOP should address once uh, they take power after the midterms, both Senate and House. Right. And if there are many issues on there, um, the Democrats know themselves they are already screwed because they're scared um, and they're they're scrambling they're, or basically yet yeah, they're struggling to find an issue to run on. Because as you've seen from uh DNC Chair Jamie Harrison and the Democrats national um Twitter account, they keep using this January sixth, January sixth narrative to try to run on and voters won't freaking care about January sixth. What they will care about is what Biden is and the Dems are gonna do about Biden inflation. Uh, gas prices, supply chain, and all that crisis. But the Dems just like to laugh it off. Kind of like how uh, Jen Psaki, disgusting of what she did. She laughed off rising crime rates, saying it's a quote-unquote alternate universe, which is not true. It's the reality that rising crime rates are on the rise. And you see the Democrats are trying to change narrative. Oh, no mass mandates. Oh, no defunding police. Because they they want to they're just saying that all now just now flip-flop to try to because mid- midterms are coming up try to you know focus the attention on them but we all know this it's gonna be more than a red wave folks a red tsunami Bradley what do you say about all this yeah it's real
1: um, shameful to see Democrats uh know, lie about issues not being issues, because the voters really care about, you know, what's going on when it comes to, you know, critical race theory being taught in classrooms, um, when it comes to uh, rising gas prices, rising goods, rising costs on groceries and cars, and when it comes to rising crime and the border, Afghanistan, uh, the voters care about this and they can continue to stuck, stick their heads in the sands, but uh, uh, I think it's going to cost them a lot, though, with the midterms.
0: Right, and the only quote-unquote alternate universe that we're seeing would be the Democrats all being gaslighting about election integrity and uh, just being abiblious bibli- a to their own failures. From uh, since January twentieth, twenty twenty one till now, and it's just sad to see yeah. how this country is running under them. And um, you probably saw Bradley on our Twitter account that I've kind of roasted this guy, this this account who um, argued with me, who made a really weak argument, saying that why is the the country red state recovery? because ooh democrats are in the white house that's not an argument at all and i in the latest tweet i put out responding to him would be uh, red red state recovery happens is happening because of joe biden's incompetence and uh the republican governors just have to step up to fix the state economies after joe made the economy worse with biden inflation and you see democrats um just Gaslighting and using misleading graphs to say, oh, Biden, right. Biden created most jobs. That's just bullcrap. We all know this. They know this. And Yeah, yeah you
1: mean jobs people uh, lost during pandemic and now that they're getting back.
0: Right, and they call that <laughs> crap creating jobs. Bruh, spare us the bullcrap, Democrats. Right. <laughs> and yeah. That's the that's my response, and I haven't heard from him ever since. If he does, I'm just gonna ignore him, or or send a gift. God bless he, but God bless his, his poor um brainwashed soul and just move on because you can't really change people's heart and minds if they're that, you know, Bidenian. I would say in this case. Yeah. Cause I uh, yeah it's. Uh, <laughs> It's just, wow, insane on how uh, some people vote on feelings. That's my point. So I see, Um, I guess these Biden voters are regretful now. And uh, for those who still aren't regretful, at least there's no more mean tweets, right?
1: Oh, I know, right? Well, it's a better place now.
0: <laughs> yeah, because Joe's in the White House. <laughs> Yay, Orange Man's gone. Well... Yeah.
1: Uh, free free crack pipes, uh, crack pipes for everyone. Thanks to Joe Biden, yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, sure is uh, making America healthy again.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's totally building us back better. The only thing we see him uh, build back better would be the freaking Taliban, unfortunately, and adversaries on the rise. Like he built Russia back better, built China back better. That's all what he did. And what we ask for in this midterms, Bradley, you and I, take have a party, have our party, the Republicans, take back Congress and uh, keep a check on his ass.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to stand up to the freaking Taliban, China and Russia. Because the Taliban unfortunately took, seized Afghanistan and China is bullying Taiwan and uh, Russia is bullying Ukraine right now. It's all because they know the senile president we have is weak on foreign policy. And this yes, is Yes, definitely. And this folks, this quote is coming from Obama, which is quote unquote, Don't underestimate Joe's ability to Joe's Joe's ability to F things up. So yeah. <laughs> Even Obama knows his vice president, now president, sucks on the issues. And it takes a whole year or so for people to figure it out. And by that, I mean independent voters who were like, ooh, Trump tweeted me. Well, sure, Trump hurts your feelings, but now everyone's seeing that Biden is hurting livelihoods. And that's why midterms are important, Bradley, this year. Right. And yep, um... We uh as we said before, we do not recognize the so called uh Islamic Emirate or whatever the Taliban government in Afghanistan. We will always stand by the democratic government, basically currently in exile right now, the Republic of Afghanistan. We will always Yeah, the Islamic
1: Republic of Afghanistan, not the uh Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan.
0: Right, because we do not support terror run governments.
1: Yeah, and also the you know the the old flag was easier to draw. It was just a tricolor with the seal. Now it's just a blank white flag with uh, Arabic scribbles, um, um, Arabic scripture on it. <laughs> mm.
0: But bottom line is, we support the democratic government of Afghanistan, the Republic of Afghanistan.
1: Right. And yeah. You'll we'll never forget what Joe Biden did to the people of Afghanistan and our brave troops who were there for 20 years and leaving and the poor Americans that are still left behind in there
0: yeah and uh, would you say Bradley, that uh Afghanistan will be kind of like um uh Joe's version kind of like how Vietnam War haunted LBJ Afghanistan will haunt Joe Biden forever
1: I guess you could say Afghanistan in that case Afghanistan haunted uh, the administrations of Bush Obama Trump and Biden but it's definitely worse for Biden because of the way he exited I think it's more of his version of uh, the fall of Saigon
0: yeah I guess that's a more appropriate comparison Afghanistan withdrawal to the Saigon withdrawal but under Saigon though it was under President Ford Gerard Ford but regardless of party right uh, Be mindful of how presidents handle foreign policy, and Biden totally screwed up Afghanistan, and that's shameful. We will keep. We will keep on praying for those Americans stuck behind those Afghan civilians, interpreters, and our veterans. Right. And yep, and we will still. uh, recognize and urge the Biden administration to do the same to still recognize the Islamic Republic of Afghanistan, the UN recognized uh country Afghanistan, not this terror state founded by the Taliban. Because
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We just have to you know, hope for the best.
1: Right. We don't recognize a terrorist run countries.
0: Just like uh ours Motto and West other Western nations' motto. We do not, uh, rec- We do not negotiate with terrorists to begin with. Okay. Exactly. Okay, now we're going off topic. Now, Bradley, um, what are your final thoughts about Red Eagle Politics as a whole? Like him as a YouTuber. Oh well, uh, like I have said before, um,
1: he's really great at um, predict predicting elections. The so- that's what he used for predicting elections um, but he used to really tone it down when like, to it comes to some of his social views.,
0: mm, gotcha. well, as for me, I continue to applaud what he does in terms of election predictions and not just election predict- election predictions but also in the news of what happened, like say oh um who Biden nominates to Justice just Breyer to succeed uh, Just Justice Breyer who's stepping down retiring and uh, like everyone else him and us too we're all gonna see who Biden nominates and we hope Biden nominate someone with someone based on merit not cringe identity politics because if I were in that potential nominee's shoes under any president Republican or Democrat. I'll be offended if you nominate me for my skin color. Oh, so we're going to ignore the words of Dr. King now? Content of character over race? I will be more than right. happy to, to be nominated if you look at my qualifications, my merit. So as we said, we Biden should nominate merit over color. Right. So, yeah. Um... I applaud what Red Eagle does and we are continuing to be inspired by him for, you know, managing a YouTube channel because we have yet to update that and come up with ideas for that, like predictions what, wise.
1: So, well we're inspired with the election uh, when it comes to election predictions.
0: Are you asking me what inspired me to do it?
1: No, I'm saying like we're um we're inspired by the way he does election predictions. Uh God! Not knows. necessarily
0: everything he does. Right, right. Not necessarily everything he does, because I, I actually do, um, distance myself from Reddick a bit when he makes controversial <laughs> statements and TradCon views. Exactly. Same thing with you, I guess. I mean, you and I were just. We, I think, we both believe in the doctrine of um, separation of church and state. And sometimes traded cons tend to, you know, incorporate political crap too much in religion, and that's not what we're for. Right. Yep. That's radical politics folks. Um, check him out. and uh, I, w- I would say like, uh, we c- could do a partnership with him if it comes to that but we will see our channel still have a fairly low number of subscribers while Redigo has like what hundreds thousands good on him or millions i think so yeah good on him yeah and uh we continue to watch him and uh be inspired by him and hopefully would we'll meet him one time and, and if uh there's an gop ish event in the state of Texas because Bradley, I almost did kind of go to the Conroe rally that former President Trump held uh, late January, but I didn't. I didn't go because you know distance and and uh, I I was busy at the time. But yeah, I saw Redigo was there. He was interviewing people about who they would support for go- Texas governor. And some some of them said Abbott, others said uh, Don Huffines slash Allen West, the primary challengers. Right. So, so yeah, bottom line is I would likely meet Red Eagle if uh, I go to a Texas event from the National GOP, and you will probably would too, like you said earlier. Oh
1: yeah, I definitely would. You know, I would ask him probably a couple of policy questions too.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, folks, that concludes this episode of We The People Show. I'm sorry, we apologize that we can't get Con- Councilwoman Mackenzie Kelly of the Austin City Council on. But hey, there's always another time. That topic was originally going to be about local elections. But hey, that topic, like other topics, um, it's kept in the archive, so it will come around and be prepared for that. Uh, now, uh, next week's, oh, and funny story out uh, before I close off, Bradley, do you know how, did I tell you how I get to manage to get Mackenzie almost on?
1: Oh, yeah, didn't you say, like, you knew, like, her husband?
0: Yes, that's correct. Her husband is actually my coworker at work at the radio station. That's really funny how it's a small world, Bradley, that we live in.
1: Yeah, pretty crazy. Yep.
0: So, oh yeah, for another announcement is that folks, I don't know if you heard, Rally, that we the people news is it's, it's put on hold right now because, as I said in my statement like weeks ago, that I need to get experience in radio news first. I kind of jumped too far ahead and trying to go for television news. My heart was in the right mind, but I feel like I did it too fast. And so it's best to wait it out and practice, you know, radio news first, because life is like a video game. You can't just skip level one and go to level two. You got to get past level one first. And yeah. Exactly. And that's my reasoning. The show, however, folks, it's still ongoing episodes on audio and uh, YouTube videos and all still ongoing. It's just only the We The People news, folks, on the YouTube channel that's a... Uh, that's on hiatus right now. The show itself, it's still ongoing. So anyway, folks, I was gonna say next week's episode, we are gonna talk about pres. It, it's gonna be President's Day, and we're gonna talk about the presidents throughout history. Now, uh, just briefly, Bradley, um, which presidents are you looking for to forward to to praise and to criticize?
1: Oh, um, for President's Day. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I think I've uh, realized today that my favorite president is Teddy Roosevelt because, um, you know, um, he, he did a lot of good things, creating national parks, um, having a strong foreign policy that inter- allows you to interact with the world while also not getting involved in unnecessary inter- interventions, being pro-capitalism while also providing some regulation and trust-busting. Um I know as an outdoorsman myself, I do appreciate what he did of creating national parks um, and uh yeah he and he he was pretty badass nice um and for a president i'm so excited to criticize is uh uh can our current one count?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, like uh, you said, Bradley, the worst one, or yeah, least yeah. favorite president that I can't wait to criticize is the current one, Joe Biden, but uh, mm. just.
1: I just, guess if I had to pick one in the past, it would be uh, um, uh, Andrew Johnson uh, or uh, James Buchanan.
0: Gotcha. Um, if just briefly, my favorite president. That I can't wait to talk about next week would be actually John F. Kennedy because he actually did stand by uh, values that I stand He He did have the values that I look for because uh, the 60s, think about it, Democrats are. in the 60s are a lot different than Democrats today. And JFK today would not be a Democrat because the party today is too left leaning for him because at the time, Democrats also believe in capitalism and you know um freedom and uh, JFK was pro-gun he was pro-life and so yeah so JFK will be one of the past favorite presidents the modern day President Trump but worst president of course Joe Biden and in the past I would say um Andrew Johnson like you said and freaking what's it what's his name uh the other Johnson LBJ which, Bradley, I feel like LBJ follows me everywhere I go because um, I went to Texas State. There's LBJ st- Student Center, a statue of this dude, and um, everything in San Marcos, LBJ Drive, LBJ this, that museum and all. And now in the workforce, literally, Bradley, my station is KLBJ. Right. So this guys everywhere so for me uh, best presidents to talk about for president day the next week episode best presidents would be jfk and donald trump and if i'm going to pick one um for worst presidents would be joe biden and um lbj so be prepared and for you uh, bradley um yours is i think teddy roosevelt as a best and um andrew johnson yes. as a worst <laughs>
1: Yeah, him or James
0: Buchanan. Gotcha. Well, you have a week to decide since we will talk about President's Day. Or uh, just, yeah, Happy President's Day, the name of the episode for next Thursday, which is around President's Day, the actual holiday. So, yeah, be be prepared, folks, to listen for that. And we will will, uh, talk about, oh, yeah, the last Thursday after President's Day, Um, midterms elections preparations for it and yep we can't wait to conclude this month and trust me folks it's gonna be it's gonna come by pretty quick time flies we are already in year two bradley of joe biden's second year and yep yes so be prepared for those and uh take care y'all y'all we the people of the united states To form a more perfect union. Secure
1: the blessings of liberty. Establish the Constitution.